I gave this platform to God, okay? I'm on a very specific mission. We have to identify who the real enemy is. We have to know where does this infiltration come from. The American people need a warrior that's unafraid to point out the real enemy. The American people are deserving of truth, exposure, and extreme accountability for the crimes against humanity that are being committed. We're on the brink of the complete collapse of America, while at the same time at the precipice of an amazing victory. If we want to prevent our children from facing a future bloodbath, I mean, I'm talking mass amounts of bloodshed, we need to step up and fight this war, and we need to fight it now. Uncensored. Unafraid. Unstoppable. Good evening and welcome to the Stu Peters Show. So Jewish billionaire and pervy New England Patriots owner Robert Kraft spent $7 million to air a ridiculous ad screeching about, guess what? Anti-Semitism. And aired it during the Super Bowl. And he used Martin Luther King Jr.'s old speechwriter to narrate it, harking back to the anti-white communist alliance between the Jewish and black radicals of the 1960s. Kraft even released a promo video before the ad aired, you know, trying to drum up as much excitement as he could among anti-white hustlers in all of the different grievance groups, and said that the ad would call on, quote, people of all backgrounds, all color, all genders, and all religions to stand up to Jewish hate. Now, obviously, it's no secret what's going on here. No, the Jews have been doing this for decades uniting anyone that they can against whites and against Christians, and then accusing us of being the worst of the worst of our own societies. It's been firmly implanted, firmly brainwashed, firmly programmed into the minds of Westerners that when we're told about anti-Semitism, white Christians are always the guilty party, no exceptions. The white-built societies that every single one of these minority grievance groups and parasites, including the Jews, have come in and benefited from, they say are fundamentally flawed and unfair and must be redeemed by forcing whites into submission. And everyone, black, brown, yellow, Jewish, gay, trans, must team up to defeat the white Christians. It's obvious when you watch the ad. It's ridiculous. It merges black American victimhood with Jewish Holocaust hysteria and even Islamophobia, which is incredibly ironic considering that right now Jews are slaughtering Muslims in record numbers at this very moment. And of course, it also attacks free speech by pretending that a hashtag called Hitler was right is trending on social media and making Jewish women cry. We can't make it up. Watch it yourself. Sometimes I imagine what I'd write today for my dear friend Martin. I'd remind people that all hate thrives on one thing. Silence. The people who will change the nation are those who speak out, who refuse to be bystanders, who raise their voices against injustice. When we stand up to silence, we stand up to all hate. You know, this ad says that we should stand up to Jewish hate. And I think that's exactly what we should do. Let's all stand up to the hate that Jews spew on the rest of the world. Let's stand up to the Jews who spit in the faces of Christians in Jerusalem, where Jesus Christ once walked. And the Jews who are right now running an anti-Christian ethnic cleansing campaign in Jerusalem's Armenian quarter. Why isn't Robert Kraft talking about the heavily armed Jewish supremacists using nerve agents on clergymen? I think we should redo this ad. 
We should show tweets of Jews saying to turn Palestine into a parking lot. Or maybe we should show the systematic murder of Palestinian children in Rafah, which happened as the Super Bowl was played. That footage shows a little Palestinian girl whose body had literally been shredded by the Israelis, by the Jews. Are we supposed to ignore that? And feel sorry for adults who are offended by fake hashtags? So we have a more appropriate ad for Robert Kraft. Sometimes I imagine what I'd write today for my dear friend Martin. I'd remind people that all hate thrives on one thing. Silence. The people who will change the nation are those who speak out, who refuse to be bystanders, who raise their voices against injustice. When we stand up to silence, we stand up to all hate. Yeah, much better. So as Americans were watching Robert Kraft's ridiculous ad trying to convince them that anti-Semitism and crazed Nazis are lurking around every corner, the real modern-day Nazis of Israel were slaughtering civilians in a region that was supposed to be off-limits and where Palestinians were told to go and remain safe. They were tricked, and then they were murdered by the same Jews who are saying that they are the perpetual victims and that they're at risk of a holocaust, not just in the Middle East, but no, right here in America, and because of white people. Because the white Christians, the Goyim, are getting a little too unruly and starting to assert their sovereignty. And we don't have to stop with the atrocities in Palestine, or the ethnic cleansing in Jerusalem, or the psyoping here in America. No, let's highlight what the Jewish Bolsheviks did to Russia, and half of Europe for that matter, starting with the ritualistic murder of the Tsar and his family and continuing on to the Bolshevik rape of every woman and girl in 1945, Berlin, aged 8 to 88. And that's a quote. And you know, Robert Kraft isn't just some well-intentioned old man. No, he's a Jewish supremacist who wants Israel to have complete control over the United States. And that's obvious when you look into his political donations. He's given millions of dollars to AIPAC, the American-Israeli Political Action Committee, that plants dual Israeli U.S. citizens into our Congress and buys off American traders to send our kids to go die in the Middle East on behalf of Israel. Right now, AIPAC and their congressional agents are pushing for the United States to go to war with Iran again on behalf of Israel. Truly, they're to thank for the deaths of the three Americans in the Middle East last week. Were it not for Israel and AIPAC and their ownership of Congress, those Americans would have never been there in the first place, working as human shields for Israel. And as I mentioned at the top of the segment, Robert Kraft himself is a pervert, as so many of these rich Jewish guys, Harvey Weinstein, Roman Polanski, Anthony Weiner, so often are. In 2019, Robert was charged as part of a large-scale police investigation into the sexual trafficking of women from China to the United States. He was caught on video multiple times receiving sexual favors from Asian prostitutes in Florida after flying in on his jet. Kraft didn't even live in Florida. No, he was just flying there to get sexual favors from trafficked women. What a sick Jewish pervert this guy is. But even though Robert Kraft was busted as part of this anti-human trafficking sting and charged with soliciting prostitution, all of this perverted behavior is technically just alleged because he managed to get the charges dropped, but he couldn't keep it out of the disgusting media. Nevertheless, 
Robert Kraft has managed to totally salvage his image by pimping this Jewish victimhood and championing left-wing causes as the owner of the Patriots. He just hired a black coach who spent his entire introductory press conference talking about being black. He's paying for Israel to control America's Congress, and now he's running Super Bowl ads with MLK's speechwriter calling for minorities and perverts to team up against Whitey. He's even getting feature write-ups in the USA Today, of course, talking about how proud he is to be a Jew and claiming that America is on the cusp of becoming 1940s Germany. It's amazing, really, how quickly this Jewish victimhood act turned things around for him. Brian Fale is a reporter on Substack as well as with National File, and he joins us now to discuss this more. Brian, uh, thank you so much for coming. We appreciate you being here. Hi, Steve. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, of course. I mean, don't you think that our ad is a little bit more accurate when it comes to what's actually happening and who the real victims are? I, I would say it's a very good summation of it. And uh, if we're looking back at what Robert Kraft has done in, in regards to the whole soliciting prostitution, he only got off because um, allegedly they found out that the cameras were used for a bomb threat. So, I mean, that, that's a little murky there. That's a little sketchy. Uh, I would say that there's something underhanded there. But if we're analyzing the ad itself, let's be honest, uh, the so-called anti-Semitic attacks have been leveraged against the Jewish elite, the Zionists that have control of you know, the NGOs, the government, etc., the super PACs, not, not the average, you know, Jewish person, not the average Jewish person in America. And they're making it like it's becoming so common, this anti-Semitism, that it's attacking the, the, the average so-called peon in this case. And I think they're doing that to try to bolster support for the war in Israel as more and more information is coming forward and younger generations are staunchly against it. I mean, uh, it's hard to say. It's hard to say uh, in regards to this whole thing because, you know, there is this uh, religious ethnic alliance among this, this group of people. And, um, you know, we're, we're not allowed to say it or acknowledge it, although, uh, you know, other groups will be viewed as a collective and they'll be blamed as a collective. We know that with white people. You so know, I bring I, this up yeah, I, because, I, I just, you know, to your maybe point. there's a white... Go, no, go ahead. Yes. I, I want you to figure. I, I want you to finish that. Maybe there's a way that what? I'm just saying that it seems like the average Jewish population, uh, you know, the, the 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 lower class, not the the elite class, they are less aware of this stuff. And I think maybe if they were aware of the crimes, you know, the killings uh, uh, by the IDF against the Palestinian children, maybe maybe there's a slight chance that you can kind of get a conversation going about this stuff kind of get a conversation going i think that these people need to be immediately rounded up uh, and tried for war crimes and upon a guilty verdict they need to be held to extreme accountability and executed they are carrying out genocide and ethnic cleansing in gaza a population that we have said multiple times on this program 50 percent of that densely populated area is under the age of 15, 75% under the age of 25. They are killing innocent children. They are killing women. As far as us not being allowed to talk about it, you know, all of this noticing that everybody's talking about shouldn't be a surprise. And you mentioned the peons not being held responsible, and they shouldn't. What happens if my company, the Stu Peters Network, starts to just absolutely tank? What are people going to naturally do? They're going to look to its leadership. You know, what happens when Disney absolutely collapses, which it is. They look to its leadership in Iger. 
you know, or any other team. What, who's the first person to be fired in a professional sports team if the team sucks? Uh, the, the head coach, the general manager. You always look to the top, right? So when America is in the tank and everything is going wrong, you look to America's leadership. You pull back the veil and you say, okay, who's actually making decisions about who we go and bomb? Who's actually making decisions about our economy? Who's actually making decisions about the southern border? And you go, oh, that's a Jewish person. That's a Jewish person. That's a Jewish person. And then you look around and you go, oh my God, the whole government is full of people who claim to be Jews. The whole State Department is full of people who claim to be Jews. Everybody in the public education sector is full of people who claim to be Jews. Everybody at all of our Ivy League institutions, at all of our publicly funded universities, in all of the three-letter agencies, agencies and all of our bureaucracies these are all majority jews or people who claim to be jews and so then you go yeah this is a problem and then you look at the intent you look at the motive and you look at the premeditation and you say oh my god this is intentional they are doing this intentionally subverting america dragging down the u.s dollar killing our children that makes them an enemy to the united states and so when you point out the obvious enemy and you're called an anti-Semite for it, well, what would I be if they were CCP? What would I be if they were Islamic? We would be allowed to talk about it at that point. And I'm just sick of this conversation not being had because people are too cowardly to talk about it. Yes, I, I totally agree with you with that. And I think uh, the more conversations that you're having about it, regardless of what you're labeled as, and you keep on pushing, is a good thing. But it's very hard to find commentators, reporters that are willing to say these things. You know, they're petrified, especially at the corporate level. They can't because um, they're essentially owned by Zionists. Yeah, I agree. The media, every, every one of the aforementioned things, everybody knows it. Everybody knows. Is anybody really fooled by this Robert Kraft ad? I mean, are there, do you believe Americans just like bush light drinking Americans that are out there like, yeah, I don't really give a crap about that tranny that, you know, Anheuser-Busch teamed up with. I'm still going to drink my bush light or my Bud Light. I'm still going to buy Budweiser. You know, I'm going to watch my game. I'm going to watch the big distraction that everybody knows is all rigged anyways. And wow, anti-Semitism really is a problem. You know, I'm going to go out and kiss every Jewish person that I can find and wash their feet and tell them how great they are. I mean, it's like the middle-aged white Karen that goes on Facebook and compliments some fat hideous black woman just so she can mark herself safe from being you know a body shamer or a racist today it's ridiculous and we need to get we need to get out of this politically correct nonsense because if we don't we are leaving our kids to a bloodbath brian fail thank you so much for being here we appreciate it god bless you more of the Stu peter show continues in just two minutes go nowhere we say it all the time on this program we don't have a government no, we have a rogue, murderous corporate crime syndicate. We don't have any representation in Washington, D.C. But look around. Banks all over the place are collapsing. And then they're getting bailed out. And who's paying for that? You are. Biden says taxpayers won't pay. Well, how do those banks get that money? The Fed prints the money to cover the losses, which will cause more inflation. Or they just get the money from the Treasury. Either way, you're paying for it. So what can two average Joes like you and I even do about it? Simple. Protect your wealth with physical gold and silver, just like so many other Americans and banks are doing right now, just like I'm doing. I get my gold and silver from Gold Co. Call them today, please. 855-706-GOLD. Learn how to protect your savings with gold and silver. Again, that number is 855-706-GOLD. Call Gold Co. today, 855-706-GOLD. Let's face it, there is a low testosterone epidemic in our generation. 
The food that men are eating, the lives that men are living, are lowering testosterone levels at alarming rates. Men in the 21st century have the lowest testosterone levels in history, and simply put, most men are not the men the generations before us were. If you're feeling run down, if you're experiencing weight gain, just feeling generally less energetic, these are often telltale signs of low testosterone. If you think that you may or know that you do have low test, there is a solution. Man's Edge is an all-in-one general health and testosterone-boosting supplement from Neutronics Labs. The proprietary formula of Man's Edge offers much more than a standard testosterone booster, combining fenugreek IGF-1 and other clinically-backed ingredients. Now, studies have shown that men taking fenugreek experienced a whopping 46% increase in testosterone levels, and that's just one of the powerhouse ingredients in Man's Edge. Unlike other products on the market, Man's Edge has a patented liposome delivery system ensuring up to 98% absorption versus just 20-30% to 30 of powders and pills. For a limited time, Neutronics Labs is offering a great deal on Man's Edge. Buy one bottle of Man's Edge and get a second bottle absolutely free. That's buy one, get one absolutely free. Just visit getigf1.com or click the link on our show notes and make men men again with Man's Edge. Again, that's getigf1.com. Welcome back. So I know it probably won't surprise you, but Washington is being gripped by yet another classified document scandal. But this time, instead of high publicity FBI raids and a huge mobilization of the legal apparatus, like we've seen to take down President Trump, this time the feds are letting it slide. Yeah, because it involves Joe Biden. Bombshell revelations from special counsel Robert Hur's investigation into Biden and the classified documents that he illegally kept from his vice presidency as well as the unclassified documents that he wasn't allowed to have but did anyways, are now putting this country's two-tiered justice system on full display. It's disgusting. Joe Biden deliberately hid these documents at the University of Pennsylvania. It wasn't an accident. No, he actually went to such great lengths to conceal them that he mixed them in with papers related to the death and funeral of his son, Bo. And when he was busted, he tried to turn the whole thing around on investigators and act like they were out of line for daring to search for and find classified documents among his personal family items. What we know is that when they go through, there were about three or four boxes that uh, did not appear once they started going through them to have just personal things. And what they find, a number of records that are unclassified but fall under the Presidential Records Act and then they find 10 documents that are classified. 98, 99% of what is found in this office is absolutely personal Biden material, including things like uh, the arrangements. But the special counsel, which is under the control of Joe Biden's own DOJ, won't charge him, of course. They're making every excuse in the book for it. Robert Hur's investigation led to the authoring of at least 388 pages on Joe Biden. They've been described as a scathing review of his illegal mishandling of government documents, but they won't charge him. Imagine that. I mean, this is just insane. And they're even trying to pawn the whole thing off on Joe Biden's degenerating mental capacity, which we're told in every other circumstance is just a conspiracy theory. It's not a factor at all. This guy is as sharp as a tack with the memory of a 30-year-old. But according to the special counsel, even if they wanted to charge Biden, they couldn't do it. 
because creepy pedophile Joe just can't remember where he leaves classified documents, so he can't be held accountable, and because a jury would look at him like a forgetful grandpa and sympathetic, sickly old figure. They would never convict him. That's what they're saying. And don't just take it from us. No, it's been reported all over the media. NBC News, no enemy of Joe Biden, had to say a lot about this. Quote, Special Counsel Robert Hur has declined to prosecute President Joe Biden for his handling of classified documents, but said in a report released Thursday that Biden's practices present, quote, serious risks to national security. And added that part of the reason that they wouldn't charge Biden was that the president could portray himself as an elderly man with a poor memory, so who would be sympathetic to a jury? End quote. This guy is in no condition to be the president of the United States, or to be anything else for that matter besides an old pervert held up in his basement or perhaps a prison cell. His own DOJ says he's a national security risk. The report also says that he can't even remember when his term as vice president ended. I mean, this should beg the question to any reasonable person, who the hell is running this country? I think we know. There's no way it's Joe Biden. We know that for sure. But what's truly remarkable here is how we've seen now multiple times that the DOJ is only interested in charging Donald Trump because they're interested in stopping him from being the president. Hillary Clinton got away with this, and much worse, in 2016. So a pattern has obviously been established here. President Trump gets his home raided with an entire CNN camera crew in tow, much like Roger Stone, gets dragged up and down the East Coast for fake criminal proceedings over documents that he was actually allowed to have under the Presidential Records Act, Hillary Clinton was never president. Joe Biden stole his documents when he was leaving the vice presidency and then lied about it. Neither of them had any right, any justification for what they did. But just like we have seen at the civilian level with the January 6th Patriots rotting away in prison as BLM rioters are bailed out of jail by Kamala Harris, this country has different sets of rules for different sets of people. Our friend George Papadopoulos personally knows something about that, and he joins us now to discuss this in greater detail. George, uh, thank you for coming back. We always appreciate having you. Thanks a lot for having me, Stu. It's great to be with you. Yeah, so to this you say what? You know, Stalin said, show me the man and I'll find the crime. In this situation, they're intentionally trying to cover up every crime imaginable by the Biden family, President Biden, his uh, son, everybody in his orbit that uh, has really been uh, conducting illegal behavior on behalf of the Biden family and the Democrat Party over the last, I would say, six or seven years. This goes back, of course, uh, in the Obama administration, where you had the uh, infamous, give me the billion dollars uh, or I'm going to fire you situation with the Ukrainian prosecutor the Hunter Biden uh, ascension to the corrupt board there, all of that laptop story that the FBI, the CIA, the DNC tried to throw underneath the rug of history. It failed. The crimes are evident. They're in the middle of the world to see, but the FBI is not taking Stalin's uh, advice and is saying, yes, this guy has committed a million crimes, but we don't care. And it's actually terrifying to watch as an American citizen. What do you think about this excuse that, you know, a jury would be sympathetic to him because he's, you know, like this feeble old man whose, you know, uh, mind is, you know, just, just completely disintegrated. How can they say that? How, how can you say that that's the excuse? The guy is allegedly, supposedly supposed to be the president of the United States, the leader of the free world. 
Yeah, you know, Roger Stone uh, was elderly. Paul Manafort was elderly. Uh, you could even say that Donald Trump is elderly. That didn't stop a weaponized Department of Justice from going after them, throwing them in solitary confinement, uh, convicting them, trying to destroy their lives. And as you mentioned earlier, uh, have an ex-president go up and down the East Coast in the middle of a campaign in, fa- in, the, in front of a kangaroo court. So this idea that simply because Biden is an elderly person that he should not be prosecuted or face a jury is uh, dumbfounding. It's baseless. And it's actually just a mockery of the rule of law and the institutions and the courts in Washington, D.C., much more than anything else. You know, people say to me, it's it's hard to believe that you're still smiling. You know, you, you, you go through all this negative stuff every single day on your program. It's really hard to believe that you're still able to find, you know, it inside of you to smile and laugh. I mean, a lot of that obviously comes from internal self-love. But, you know, here's the other thing. And maybe you can help to explain this to me. You know how sometimes you just feel something in your gut? You feel something in your soul? So, I mean, I feel like we're at the brink of watching America collapse and go dark. And I believe that if America goes dark, it'll be the darkest nation that the planet has ever seen. But at the same time, Papa, I'm also, I can just feel it in my heart and my soul that we are at the precipice of a major victory. Where do you think that's coming from? What do you think we could attribute that to? Be my my counselor. I'll lay down on your couch. No, you know, uh, you're a Christian. I'm a Christian. I think many of your your viewers are Christians. And, uh, you know, when God is for you, who can be against you? And at the end, uh, you know, if you seek your ultimate retribution and your salvation in Jesus Christ the way that I do, you're always, I guess, optimistic, right? Uh, You wake up in the morning, you're grateful. You're expecting the day to be better than it was yesterday because you know at the end of the day, God's watching over you. So I know that's essentially why I have a smile on my face. I have a wonderful family. But at the end of the day, a lot of people are struggling in America. There are dark forces. We are not facing flesh and blood, but principalities. So you you see me uh, quoting the Bible a little bit here uh, this morning, but it's the truth. And I think we really are in that moment. And it's something that, I mean, it goes back to Speaker Johnson. Speaker Johnson comes off as this uh, evangelical Christian guy who, you know, thumps the Bible daily, can read it, you know, verbatim. However, he's not voting a lot like a Christian. And I think that's the biggest problem in America today with our political class. We have these people go to Washington, D.C. to represent good, hardworking, patriotic, God-fearing Americans like myself, like you, like your viewers. But they go to Washington and they do the complete opposite. So uh, when when it comes to Biden, they find it very bizarre that they're actually not trying to impeach him with all of this overwhelming evidence, with this new special counsel report that just came out, and they even failed with Mayorkas by one vote. So why this bizarre uh, attempt to evade Biden from any prosecution or accountability, both at the DOJ and in Congress, that's something that I think uh, members of Congress should be held accountable for, and they're not. Yeah, neither are their handlers and their paymasters. Uh, we don't have a left and a right or a Republican, Democrat, conservative, liberal. This, it's all fake. Uh, it's an out-of-control uniparty, a corporate government crime syndicate that happens to be supporting genocide, ethnic cleansing, and murder, mass murder all over the place, allowing this bioweapon to be injected into people. I mean, it, it, the list goes on and on. But, you know, you, you were quoting the Bible, and just to speak on the faith a little bit, yes, we know that victory ultimately belongs to God. Jesus Christ already defeated death itself. So yes, we have victory. In the natural, in the world, 
Do you think that it's possible that we will ever see justice here? And how do we get there? It's going to take these members of Congress. Look, if we're talking about political things, which I, I believe we are right now, the DOJ is never going to prosecute the Biden family or Joe Biden. We already know that the crimes are overwhelming. They're evident. They're in your face. The DOJ is simply sitting there with a smirk. You have A.G. Garland testifying publicly uh, in contempt, you know, just ha having complete contempt, not only for members of Congress, but obviously for the American people. So it's going to really take members of Congress like Johnson to actually hold these impeachment hearings and to really get the ball rolling and to stop stalling, because that's what the American people want. The American people know that this is going to be a symbolic effort. Maybe the Senate doesn't convict. But if you impeach Biden, it does send a message to the American people that accountability does still maintain some sort of relevance in the House of the people. So that's the first question politically. Secondly, I just think that, um, you know, as long as we do hold our faith and as long as we are close with our family and we do get out there, we do vote. I know some people think that voting is uh, it's uh, it's not worth it anymore. I'm not one of those people. I think if you sit at home and you're not politically involved, you're just going to allow these people to destroy the country as they have over the last three or four years. So stay active, be close to your family, bring God-fearing patriots to Congress, but make sure when they do get to Congress, keep them accountable, make sure that they are representing you. And I think slowly but maturely going into 2024, we will have salvation both personally and retribution as a country. Yeah, and make sure that when they get there, they don't get the soul sucked out of them and that they swear first yeah. an allegiance and uh, an oath to the Constitution of the United States rather than some foreign secular nation state. Uh, George Papadopoulos, thank you so much for being here. We always appreciate it. God bless you. Thank you, so Appreciate it. All right, so you want to know how to win? We completely secede financially. We don't support this. We don't fund our own demise anymore. And it's legal to do so. Go to StuPeters.com right now. One of the most amazing documentaries is at the top of StuPeters.com. It's called Slave Nation. That's what we're being held as, captive slaves, and we don't have to be. So we are about moving the ball. We are about remedy. We're not just up here to be some bloviating blowhard. We're about remedy. That remedy can be found inside of the documentary Slave Nation, which, by the way, has been suppressed everywhere but you can go view it right now. It's at the very top of StuPeters.com. Go to StuPeters.com right now and watch exclusively the airing of Slave Nation. We'll be right back. I gave this platform to God, okay? I'm on a very specific mission. We have to identify who the real enemy is. We have to know where does this infiltration come from. The American people need a warrior that's unafraid to point out the real enemy. The American people are deserving of truth, exposure, and extreme accountability for the crimes against humanity that are being committed. We're on the brink of the complete collapse of America, while at the same time at the precipice of an amazing victory. If we want to prevent our children from facing a future bloodbath, I mean, I'm talking mass amounts of bloodshed, we need to step up and fight this war, and we need to fight it now. Uncensored. Unafraid. Unstoppable. We say it all the time on this program. We don't have a government. No, we have a rogue, murderous corporate crime syndicate. We don't have any representation in Washington, D.C. But look around. Banks all over the place are collapsing. And then they're getting bailed out. And who's paying for that? You all. Biden says taxpayers won't pay. Well, how do those banks get that money? 
The Fed prints the money to cover the losses, which will cause more inflation, or they just get the money from the Treasury. Either way, you're paying for it. So what can two average Joes like you and I even do about it? Simple. Protect your wealth with physical gold and silver, just like so many other Americans and banks are doing right now, just like I'm doing. I get my gold and silver from Gold Co. Call them today, please, 855-706-GOLD. Learn how to protect your savings with gold and silver. Again, that number is 855-706-GOLD. Call Gold Co. today, 855-706-GOLD. I really wish I didn't have to bring you more concerning news, especially if you're dealing with gum bleeding or teeth issues or bad breath. Let me just ask you, do you know the exact ingredients that your toothpaste contains? Probably not. This might come as a real shock, but a lot of these toothpaste brands are detergent-based. So that means that these toothpastes are trying to remove grime off of your teeth using the same aggressive procedures that bleach uses to remove stains off of your white t-shirt. Sounds healthy. So because of all of this, the toxic ingredients in these common dental products like SLS or sodium fluoride are wiping out the population of good bacteria in your mouth. So in turn, that means this allows the bad bacteria to take over and eat at your gums and teeth. It actually explains why teeth can strive for thousands of years outside of the mouth while in our mouths they get ruined by plain chocolate. Good news, ProDentum is a completely natural and 100% effective probiotic candy created by Dr. Drew Sutton. It gathers five scientifically proven extra strong strains combining a total of 3.5 billion good bacteria into one revolutionary probiotic soft candy that rebuilds your oral flora, allowing you to regain your smile. The soft probiotic candy has already been tried by more than 150,000 people with amazing results. It's time to put an end to all of your gum and teeth problems. Find out more about ProDentum by going to ProDentum.com slash stew. Again, that's ProDentum.com slash stew. Welcome back. So over the weekend, while all of America was distracted by the Super Bowl, oh my God, Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey, the NFL isn't rigged, what are you talking about? Pass me another bush light. And of course, distracted by that disgusting, degenerate display of Satanism that plagued TV screens in nearly every household. While all of that was going on, yet another transgender psychopath shot up a church. This time it was Lakewood Church in Houston, Texas, the megachurch of televangelist Joel Osteen. You see, this is becoming a regular occurrence. These tranny freak shows, these ticking time bombs that are walking around among us, are targeting Christians. And so, of course, the media and the police in Deep Blue Houston, where they paint their patrol cars with rainbows in honor of homosexuality and other perversions, have spun into protection mode. They're not interested in justice. They're not interested in preventing this from happening over and over and over again. No, they're interested in covering up for the trans movement that they love and admire. The shooter has been identified by police as a female named Genesee Moreno, but in reality, the shooter was a male named Jeffrey Escalante, who has a long and violent criminal record. He's a migrant from El Salvador and was a public supporter of Bernie Sanders. He's also dead, thank God. Yeah, because two armed parishioners, both of whom who work in law enforcement, took him out before he could slaughter Christians, thank God. One parishioner was left wounded and a five-year-old child who this freak show brought with him to the shooting. And now this child is in critical condition. But instead of calling out the insane transgenderism that's 
demonstrably killing Americans of all ages and all stripes, the media has circled the wagons. CNN won't even mention how this guy was a tranny freak show, and the Houston police are actually lecturing the public on all of the different reasons why they've chosen to label this violent male named Jeffrey Escalante as a female named Genesee Moreno. They're even saying that they conducted an investigation into his preferred pronouns. So she has utilized both male and female names, but through all of our investigation to this point, talking with individuals, interviews, documents, Houston Police Department reports, she has been identified this entire time as female, she, her, and so uh, we are identifying her as Genesee Moreno, Hispanic female. And of course, even though this sick freak shot up a Christian church, the media is saying that she was really after the Jews. You can't make this stuff up. This Escalante Moreno pervert, whatever his name was, apparently had a Jewish ex-husband from a gay marriage. So law enforcement and the media are laser-focusing on some anti-Semitic writings that they say that they found at this freak's house. It's also really important to them right now to continuously report that he had Free Palestine written on his AR-15. This brings up a very important side point to this whole thing. This shooting is already leading to calls for gun control and red flag laws. Of course, we would expect that. But why aren't any of these gun control zealots calling for trannies to be flagged? If anyone's going to be deemed crazy and have their Second Amendment rights taken from them, shouldn't it be them? They've already demonstrated they don't live in reality. But back to the Jewish media hysteria around Jewish victimhood. So a church has been shot up, full of Christians. But we're being told that the Jews are the victims. Only in America. Or Israel, right? As you know, amazingly, the Jews have a long and storied and disgusting history of promoting transgenderism. Actually, they quite literally created this murderous problem. Hirschfeld pioneered the ideology of transgenderism even before performing primitive surgeries in his Berlin facility. He's been widely regarded as one of the world's first advocates for so-called gay and trans rights. When the Nazis came to power, they burnt his books. That was a great idea. It's too bad they ever made it back into print. But sadly, transgenderism didn't just survive the 20th century. No, it flourished and invaded America and the rest of Christendom. And now we're paying the price in more ways than one. It's completely unacceptable. Mindy Robinson has been looking into this tranny freak show, and she joins us now to discuss it more. Mindy, thank you so much for coming. We appreciate you being here. Oh, one day I want it to be under better circumstances, yet here we are. Yeah, here we are. So another tranny freak show walks into a church, shoots up a bunch of Christians or tries to, brings a child with her, him, whatever, uh, and now it is the Jews that are the victims. Can you make sense of this for us, please? I mean, I can't make sense of most things that are going on these days. Uh, you know, every day is a fresh new hell of, you know, what's my fault today. But uh, I, I, I think everyone's disgusting. I think these people are their own worst enemy. You know, when you're using a child as a human shield and the cop's biggest, you know, concern is using the right pronouns, uh, we have a problem. 
And, you know, there's clearly attack on Christians. Like, what, what do Christians do? What is this hatred? Are we going to pray for you? Like, what is this hatred that the left has for us? Uh, it, it's quite disgusting. They perpetuate it. They enable it. And then we look at things like this. And, and you know, I don't, I don't really care about the Super Bowl. I'm looking at my news feed. My news feed said there's a shooting. There's a shooting at a church. And then the next day it's buried, you know, when it's, you know, not a white person, not a MAGA Trump supporter. They don't care anymore. And and yet they still want to take my rights. And this is a perfect example of good guys with a gun stopping some crazy person who shouldn't have had one. I think this is um, really actually very simple. It just, I just had this epiphany. There's two ways that we deal with things, right, in life. You can use faith and love or Satan and fear and insecurity and uncertainty and doubt and negativity, right? And so the regime controlled by the secular nation state of Israel, who has introduced all of these things. We have this uniparty out of control corporate crime syndicate. They want us to live in this perpetual state of fear. They want us to be fearful of some novel coronavirus. They want us to be fearful that if we don't get this bioweapon injection, this safe and effective vaccine, that we're going to kill our loved ones. They want us to fear losing our money. They want us to fear getting sick. They want us to fear Islamic extremist Muslim radical terrorists. They want us to fear the CCP in China. They want us to fear earthquakes and global warming. I mean, they, all of these things that they want us to fear so that we put our faith in them. But the reason why they hate Christians, all of the hatred that's coming at the Christians is because we operate out of love and faith. And we have faith and love for our Lord Jesus Christ. And we put our faith in God. We put our faith in, you know, the principalities. We put our faith in the Bible. We put our faith in the way that we carry ourselves. And we do not live in perpetual fear. And they cannot control us. That's why they hate us. Yeah, to sum it up, uh, people that believe in God are not easily controlled. People that believe in an afterlife don't live for the moment. You know, they indulge every indulgence, you know, uh, and that's why they, this hatred for God. And I think what we're seeing is this replacement with a fake science that they can control. You know, they go, oh, yes, you know, safe and effective. Well, let's see the results. Mm, trust the science. You know, it, they want you to put all your faith and everything that people used to in God in them. And that's the biggest problem I think we're facing right now. And, they, and they, they don't even know what faith means. So they want you to put your faith in them translation that means we want you to be subservient to us so that we can manipulate your every move the way that you speak the way that you think the way that you walk the places that you go who you're with how far away from them you are what you get injected into your arm what you eat where it comes from how much you pay for it we want you to be subservient and until you are we are going to make you live in a perpetual state of fear this you know disease x is coming and I know that we're getting off the subject here about this tranny freak show. Uh, thank God he's dead. Uh, I'll leave it at that. Uh, I'm, you know, this disease X is coming. And they're going to reopen all of the same fear tactics. And the, the thing that, and I don't live in fear. I'm not scared of anything. I am not scared of anything. I really am not. Uh, I think if you're scared of something, you should stop doing it. If you're scared of something or if you're getting mixed signals, get out right now. Uh, but nervousness gives you an edge. And what makes me nervous about disease X is not whatever the virus is. What makes me nervous is that hundreds of millions of people will succumb to the fear. They'll believe the hype. They'll follow the media and they'll lead themselves and their children to more injections that are going to kill them. 
I think that the ignorance of the American people and humanity as abroad uh, and the fear that they live in because they're part of the world, they're part of this, you know, secular world that, you know, feeds their desires and, you know, uh, runs from fear. I think that that will lead them directly to death, just as this fake Satan worshiping regime wants them to. Honestly, anyone that lines up for the next booster for whatever disease that they made in a lab probably deserves to take it at this point. I can only help so many people. Um, I think a lot of eyes were open during COVID. I think their fear mongering is going to fall on a lot of deaf ears. I think people don't care anymore. Look at monkeypox, remember? They were trying to show you all these scary pictures that weren't even of it. And then it turns out it's an STD from like strangers uh, every weekend. And then a dog came up with it and a kid came up with it. And that was the end of that. No one cares anymore. They could come up with, like, you know, airborne AIDS that makes your eyes explode. I don't care. I'm going to live my life. And, and I think they're their own worst enemy. I think they turned more people in our direction. And I think the people that are still going to fall for it, you know, okay, you know, fine. Take yourself out of the gene pool. You can only be helped so much. Yeah. Not only live your life, but live it happily. Yeah. Very important. Be close to your kids. Be close with your family. Keep the people that you love the most close to you and be happy no matter what. And most importantly, be happy with yourself. Uh, Mindy Robinson, I know that you came to talk about a murderous tranny freak show. I'm sure that you'll be back to talk about another murderous tranny freak show uh, very yeah. soon, if, if not some other topics, because we love having you. Thank you so much for being here. We appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, and we can stop funding all of this. There is a remedy for this. We don't just sit up here to move our mouths every day and talk to ourselves. You want to know how to stop funding your own demise? You want to know how to... We have the answer. Go to StuPeters.com right now, right at the top, Slave Nation. We're, been, we're being held as uncooperative, captive slaves right now. So go to StuPeters.com and watch. It's been censored everywhere. There's a reason for that. Go to StuPeters.com right now and watch Slave Nation. We can actually find remedy. We can actually take action. We can actually pick up the sword and fight the demons right now, storm the gates of hell. Go to StuPeters.com and watch Slave Nation. We'll be right back. Do you know if you're getting enough magnesium? Yeah, because four out of every five Americans just aren't. And that's a big problem because magnesium is involved in more than 300 biochemical reactions in your body. So today I want to talk to you about the most common signs to look for that could indicate you're magnesium deficient. Listen carefully to the end because I have a special offer happening right now and this could be exactly what you need. Here we go. Are you irritable or anxious? Lots of people probably would say yes. Do you struggle with insomnia? Uh, in current times, who is it? Do you experience muscle cramps or muscle twitches? Do you have high blood pressure? Are you sometimes constipated? I mean, there are just dozens of symptoms of magnesium deficiency, and these are just a few of the most common ones. Now, here's what people don't know. Taking magnesium, just any magnesium supplement, won't solve your problems because most supplements use these cheap kinds that your body can't use or absorb, and that's why I exclusively recommend Magnesium Breakthrough. Why? Well, it's the only full-spectrum magnesium supplement with the seven most critical and unique forms of magnesium that your body can actually use and absorb. All Bioptimizer supplements are best in class. Now, if for some reason you feel differently, you get a full refund, no questions asked. They're so confident they offer a 365-day money-back guarantee. Magnesium is extremely important. Go to magbreakthrough.com slash stewpeters. Again, magbreakthrough.com slash stewpeters. And use Stu Peters till you get extra gifts with your purchase, up to two travel size bottles of Magnesium Breakthrough. So act fast. It's a limited time offer. Again, magbreakthrough.com slash stewpeters. Friends, I've got some alarming news. I've learned that over 70% of the power lines in our country, America, are over 25 years old, with many approaching the end of their typical 50 to 80 year life cycle. This will have severe consequences for our communities and our families, leaving us completely vulnerable to both power outages and cyber attacks. 
Coupled with the increasing number of major natural and manufactured disasters that our country is expected to experience in the future, it's no surprise that many Americans are searching for a safe and reliable alternative to traditional generators. Solar power generators are the only way to go, and solar power generators from Goal Zero offer a quiet, fume-free, reliable source of power. They're safe, they're portable, they're maintenance-free. A Goal Zero generator is ideal for all kinds of things, emergencies, camping, off-grid living. Don't wait for these people to manufacture another disaster. Go to survivalistscoop.com slash Peters to secure your family's safety right now. That's survivalistscoop.com slash Peters. I gave this platform to God, okay? I'm on a very specific mission. We have to identify who the real enemy is. We have to know where does this infiltration come from. The American people need a warrior that's unafraid to point out the real enemy. The American people are deserving of truth, exposure, and extreme accountability for the crimes against humanity that are being committed. We're on the brink of the complete collapse of America, while at the same time at the precipice of an amazing victory. If we want to prevent our children from facing a future bloodbath, I mean, I'm talking mass amounts of bloodshed, we need to step up and fight this war, and we need to fight it now. Uncensored. I will not be silenced or muzzled. Unafraid. No man will intimidate me. Unstoppable. Welcome back to the Stu Peters Show. So telling the truth about these conflicts that are currently setting our world on fire will get you censored or shadow banned online, even on supposedly free speech platforms like X or Twitter or whatever we're calling it these days. Now, this has been the case for Sam Parker and many others who have found that free speech has limits. They're not always clearly defined. Yeah, because they vary on what that speech is about, as well as who is enforcing these seemingly arbitrary rules. But there is one thing that's pretty constant, and it has been for quite some time. You cannot talk about Israel. You cannot talk about Judaism. You cannot talk about Jewish infiltration without getting tagged as an anti-Semite and having your speech suppressed and your character defamed by the very same Jewish influence operatives and operations that you're trying to expose or even just trying to question. Because they have control over these platforms. And they have influence or outright control over a whole host of other sectors, including most of the employment and banking markets, making them all the more dangerous and manipulative. And they aren't afraid to flex this control publicly whether it's completely out in the open like it is on Facebook or whether it's kind of more behind closed doors with public reminders when the free speech gets just a little too loose like we see over on X. And this week we're seeing a revamp of the Jewish crackdown on free speech at X. After the Israelis slaughtered over 100 people in Rafah, Palestine, mostly as they slept in their beds and while Americans across the world were being distracted by the Super Bowl, they were continuing their genocidal attack on innocent people. Mosques and homes, apartment complexes, aid centers, all struck by the Israelis who claim that they were there freeing a pair of hostages taken October 7th. Though it looks like this is just the beginning of a much larger operation and a campaign that's expected to include a ground invasion of the region. And remember, Rafah is where the Israelis told the Palestinians to go to find safety. They were trapped, they were tricked, and then they were slaughtered. But we can't talk about it. No, because if you talk about it, you're an anti-Semite. An anti-Semite of the worst order. Photographs, footage, first-hand accounts of the attacks, of their aftermath, of the heinous treatment of the Palestinian people of Rafah, including a huge number of children, is being removed from the site. 
The ADL and the rest of X's Jewish overlords are in complete damage control mode. One of the people X is trying to shut down is Sam Parker. Sam Parker knows all about this story and how the truth-telling gets you censored, and he joins us now. Uh, Sam, they're openly displaying war crimes, genocide, ethnic cleansing, but if you say, hey, those are war crimes, that looks like genocide, that looks like ethnic cleansing, you're an anti-Semite? Yeah, not only are you an anti-Semite, you can get penalized on your account. It's to, a, it's to a point now, Stu, where you have to use coded spellings, you have to use code words, you have to be strategic about what you do. And frankly, there's just some stuff you can't post. There was some very infamous footage that came out from Super Bowl night of some children who were killed in very heinous ways, and those videos have been removed. Okay, you can say they were too graphic and they made a decision to remove them, but there have been many, many graphic videos that they have not removed. And... And then what's, uh, what's further is that videos of these same children playing and having a good time before they were killed, those have been removed too, I just found out this morning. So they're actually trying to scrub this, this particular story off of Twitter. It's very disconcerting. It's a step beyond simply censoring sensitive content. They're actually trying to remove the story. Yeah. So if I display a picture of myself just holding a gun, just holding a gun, uh, that could get my account suspended because of violence or inciting violence or right. you know, depicting graphic images of violence. Just holding a gun. But Israeli official accounts, the official account of Israel, at Israel, is showing the carpet bombing of civilian-occupied areas while they completely bomb and mass murder innocent women and children, and that's okay. That's being promoted. Make sense of that for us, can you? Uh, there, it, there is no making sense. The enforcement on Twitter is completely asymmetric. If you're on the dissident right or if you oppose Zionism or if you oppose what Israel is doing over there in Gaza, you will not have any protections whatsoever. The terms of service will be unfairly applied to your account over and over and over again. However, if you are a pro-Israel account or if you are representative of Israel, you literally can say whatever you want. You can post whatever you want. Nothing will happen to you. To your point about posting a picture of holding a gun, infamously back in December, a Jewish rabbi posted a picture of himself holding a gun and Lucas Gage jokingly responded with a fire extinguisher emoji and was penalized for that. That was one of the reasons he, his account was suspended was for, a, was for a fire extinguisher emoji over the picture of a Jew holding a gun. So that's just one of so many examples that we could say. Another example is this is doxing. It, it is against the terms of service of Twitter to dox other people, other accounts. And Elon Musk, even a few days ago, reiterated that, saying that people's livelihoods were at risk and that doxing as would be strictly enforced it's against the terms of service and you could be banned for it, or you would be banned for it well one of our important accounts stop zionist hate was doxed by a jewish account stock that's called stop anti-semites who whose account literally exists to do one thing to dox people it doesn't like and and so that happened the same morning that Elon said doxing would be met with the harshest penalties. And when people raised this issue, Elon said, hey, stop anti-Semites is doxing people. He ignored it and he allows it to happen. There are other accounts, Sherion.org, uh, you know, Jews are the goat, CanaryMission.com. These are all prominent. These are all prominent pro-Israel Twitter accounts who literally exist 
to dox people. They dock, and they're the accounts that got Lucas Gage banned. Uh, nothing happens to them ever. But if you say Zio, Zio is a word that will trigger the filters and it will get your tweet censored. If you say synagogue of Satan, which is a quote from the Bible, your account will be censored. If you say Israel is committing genocide or they're a bunch of genocidal maniacs, your tweet could be censored. So it's quite clear who's running, who's, who's minding the store. And in fact, we know now that a man named Zach Shapira, who is former Israeli intelligence in the IDF, is actually the new head of trust and safety at Twitter. Ahead of, you know, and we say former lightly because, you know, as the old joke goes, do you ever really leave, you know, intelligence service? So that's who's running the head of trust and safety at Twitter now. So there are so many examples we can get into. We don't want to bore the listeners, but the point is, is there, it is fundamentally unfair how the terms of service and rules are being applied on Twitter now. And there's just one protected class. Meanwhile, if you're white, if you're Christian, you know, you you can be attacked, you can be hated on. There are, Every day there are tweets uh, calling for genocide of white people, for uh, attacking Christians, all sorts of things. Nothing happens to those accounts. But if you say anything about Jews or mention the word Jews, you could get a, a tweet nuked, your account could be nuked. It's, it's, it's com- completely unfair. And, and, and Elon Musk is now joining in the gaslighting just today. In fact, just this morning, he posted a meme saying how, uh, basically indicating that Twitter was free speech and Facebook is where, is where there's censorship and control. And from where I'm sitting, Stu, I don't see any difference between Twitter and Facebook anymore. It's, you know, the, with the community notes doing these silly fact checks of memes to you know, to, to having tweets and words censored that are inoffensive. It, there's no difference between these two platforms anymore, yet Elon Musk persists in pretending that there is a difference, and there just isn't. A lot of people make excuses for Elon Musk, very similar to the idolatry practice when it comes to former President Donald Trump. Just excuses. Uh, he could push a vaccine and people will say, no, he didn't make it mandatory. He's telling you to go get your booster. He has sway over hundreds of millions of people. I'm not going to argue that. Okay. Oh, Trump's not a Zionist. Trump is blah, blah, blah. He's, okay, he's literally on video wearing a tiny hat and making out with a wall, okay? I mean, right. th- there's no excuse for that. There's, there's no defending that. A lot of pe- people do the same thing with Elon Musk. Why do they do that? I mean, how much of this do you think, is plausible deniability really even a thing for him anymore? How much of this do you think he's personally aware of? Or do you think that there's just some purple-haired tranny freak yeah. show in some basement somewhere still censoring people? I think it's both. I think Twitter is still infiltrated, obviously, with those types of people. Uh, because if you, because just try to get some help if something's wrong with your account. Just try to get some help from anybody inside of Twitter, and it's impossible. There is nobody that will help you. So that's number one. Number two, I think that Elon did have plausible deniability for a long time, and some people will still argue that he does. I don't think that's plausible anymore. Just yesterday, our friend Defund Israel Now and another account called Anti-Zionist League were suspended. And in fact, in the Anti-Zionist League, and, it, and this is a gold checkmark paying account, right? This, this account pay, was paying $1,000 a month for special verification, $1,000 a month. It was suspended because he basically, uh, Gad Saad, a prominent pro-Israel, uh, pro-Zionist account on Twitter, uh, was outed as, as having worked with the Mossad with Israeli intelligence in the past. And this anti-Zionist league account exposed that or reposted that rather. And Gad Saad jokingly quote tweeted that to Elon and said, Elon, they're on to us, shut it down. 
Elon Musk responded jokingly, hey, I've got some great Mossad merch. It's not as good as the CIA merch, but, you know, so they were joking about it. And a short time later, that account was shut down. So basically what you have is a situation where you, ha you have an Israeli intelligence agent masquerading as an academic on Twitter who's actively asking Elon Musk to shut down accounts, and Elon Musk is doing it, and then sending joke tweets back. So I don't think he has plausibility plausible deniability anymore. He knows exactly what's going on. He knows who's running his trust and safety division. And and he and so he does that and then he posts memes about how Twitter's free speech. So this is the worst kind of this is the worst kind of offensive in my opinion where he's pretending like what's happening is not happening. He's become now a chief gaslighter of what's going on on Twitter himself. What is the answer for this? I mean, we ha we have to battle the censorship I mean, when there's just a few people that control the flow of speech, that's really dangerous. Uh, when you have hundreds of millions of people, billions of people that can't communicate or share their opinions or question the wrong people. I mean, where does that put us as a country and, and really as humanity as a whole? It's really a terrible situation, Stu. It's, it's awful. If we don't have freedom of speech, if we don't have free flow of information, then people can't make informed decisions. We don't know how to vote. We don't know who to vote for. We don't know what decisions to make in our life. We don't know how to organize. There's just so many, so many issues around the censorship of free speech. Now, Elon was bragging about how 10 billion people tweeted during the Super Bowl, which was more, you know, more people than exist on planet Earth. And he was very proud of that. But for me, it sort of rang hollow because I'm under a ghost ban right now, meaning nobody can see any of my replies. Nobody can see any of my quote tweets. And every day I'm getting dozens and dozens of people saying, hey, Sam, I can't see your tweets. They literally, they say unavailable in the timeline. So I can't interact with anybody. Nobody can interact with me. It's affecting our, our communication experience. We can't share information. And they did this with the flip of a switch. With the flip of a the switch, they turned my account off. They turned my reach off. They turned off my ability to communicate with people. And they've done that to many people. So you can imagine that as, as we go forward, as they get more emboldened and, and shut down more and more voices, we're just back to Twitter 1.0. We're just back to the 2020 paradigm where big tech, in conjunction with the government, basically decided who was going to win the election and who was going to be able to say anything about it. And we are right back in that boat, Stu. I think a big part of the problem here is that Americans are so distracted by things like, you know, the Satan worship during the halftime show uh, or in the in the box at the Super Bowl or during the pregame, you know, and these people wearing upside down crosses. And, oh, my God, the big game and the NFL isn't rigged. Oh, my God. Uh, meanwhile, literally at that time, literally while the Super Bowl was airing, over 100 people in Rafa, Palestine were slaughtered by these Jewish Israelis and they're openly just committing war crimes and you can't even say that you can't say look a hundred people were murdered in cold blood while you were enjoying your nachos and your Bud Light and a football game a rigged football game and 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 Stu Israel was running propaganda commercials playing the victim during that Super Bowl at the cost of millions of dollars. That's the most prime uh, real estate for, for PR and advertising of the whole year on television in the world. And Israel was running these commercials, playing the victim, while it was literally bombing tent cities in Rafa. As we said and, earlier, uh, the, the owner of the Patriots, uh, this guy, Robert Kraft, paid $7 million 
to run an ad in the name of stopping Jewish hate. I mean, yeah, it's 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 foul. It's disgusting. And by the way, the the the, the, the I saw that one. It was again more exquisite gaslighting. But I found the state of Israel one even worse because. American taxpayers paid for that, right? American taxpayers paid for that commercial, and then American taxpayers paid for the bombs that were being dropped on innocent Palestinian women and children in tent cities at the same time that the game was being played, at the same time that that commercial was being aired. And I just find that an exquisite type of disgusting. It's just a whole other level of, of subversiveness, of propaganda, and of gaslighting, to be honest. And and we couldn't talk about it. Or if you tried, you just, you know, I put out some videos, some tweets. Many of them went nowhere because, again, my account's being turned off. Other people are de-boosted. So, meanwhile, the pro-Israeli voices are boosted. So you're creating this paradigm, a, a false sense of reality in the world and engineering uh, social opinions and outcomes and all sorts of things. It's very dangerous what's going on here. Real quick. And I just, Elon I just, seems to be at the heart of it. I, I only have a minute left. What, what do we do about it? Well, we can't stop talking. That's number one. I mean, that's the easiest the easiest solution. So, you know, first line solution is don't stop. And if you get knocked down, you just keep coming back and you keep coming back. You don't let yourself fall down. We have other alternative platforms like Rumble, like Gab, like Telegram. And I encourage everybody to use those to build those, uh, to build out their followings and presence on those alternative platforms where there is more free speech. So we have to do that too. We can no longer rely on Twitter and Elon Musk being the hero of free speech. It's just not a reality anymore. So we have to build workarounds and we have to be persistent. And Outside of that, I don't know that there are a lot of answers just yet. We need legal action, Stu. I believe we need legal action. I believe we need class action lawsuits. Yeah, I mean, and if the just if the, if the judiciary wasn't just full of people who claim to be Jewish, that would be great. Uh, yeah. Or you know, or people who are paid by them, their paymasters are telling them, you know, the outcome of all of this. Uh, Sam Parker, I gotta go. I appreciate you being here. Thank you so much. If you want to do something about it, if you really want to do something about this, one of the things that you can do, Sam mentioned Rumble. Download the Rumble app. You know, if you're viewing this like through a web browser, you're not getting the full benefits. So your smart TV, download the Rumble app. On your smartphones, on your tablets, download the Rumble app. And then through the app, subscribe to networks like the Stu Peters Network. That way you get a notification every time we're going live. I do a lot of live stuff off the cusp where I actually interact with people. People can ask me questions, things that we might not be covering on the program that we might know something about. We could bring a guest on to talk about it. So download the Rumble app. Then subscribe to the Stu Peters Network. Also, go to StuPeters.com right now and figure out how to stop funding the bombs that are dropping on these innocent children and women in Gaza and Rafa and everywhere else, all, all over the place, as we spread democracy, committing genocide. If you don't want to fund that anymore, if you don't want to fund bioweapons, if you don't want to fund gain-of-function research and safe and effective vaccines, if you don't want to fund critical race theory, uh, there is a program, a documentary, right at the top of StuPeters.com. It has been censored everywhere else. There is a reason for that. Slave Nation. Yes, we are slaves. If you want to break yourself free of the shackles that people are holding you for, for their shekels, go to StuPeters.com right now and watch Slave Nation. We'll be right back. I would like to reserve this book in your name. It's called No Grid Survival Project, and inside you'll find 75 ingenious do-it-yourself projects that can help you to protect your own family, not only from long-term blackouts or after an EMP, but also in times of economic crisis, riots, hyperinflation, hurricanes, civil war, martial law, or any other unforeseen events that may come our way. This book, the immediate payoff of having these projects is that they make you independent. 
self-sufficient on your own property. You don't want to depend on the government or anyone else for your basic needs. You'll discover things like how to make water out of thin air, the long-lasting survival foods that you can make at home, automatic backyard traps and alarms for looters and intruders, a pressurized rainwater harvester, EMP-proof survival generators, the self-sustaining greenhouse, a simple device that can keep you off of FEMA's radar, do-it-yourself, no-grid air conditioning unit, and a whole lot more. Yes, air conditioning units. Do-it-yourself. The immediate payoff of having these projects is that they make you independent and self-sufficient on your own property. You don't want to depend on anybody else. Go to nogridprojects.com slash stew and take advantage of a 75% discount. This book right here, and this offer won't be available for long. That's nogridprojects.com slash stew. Do you know if you're getting enough magnesium? Yeah, because four out of every five Americans just aren't. And that's a big problem because magnesium is involved in more than 300 biochemical reactions in your body. So today I want to talk to you about the most common signs to look for that could indicate you're magnesium deficient. Listen carefully to the end because I have a special offer happening right now and this could be exactly what you need. Here we go. Are you irritable or anxious? Lots of people probably would say yes. Do you struggle with insomnia? Uh, in current times, who isn't? Do you experience muscle cramps or muscle twitches? Do you have high blood pressure? Are you sometimes constipated? I mean, there are just dozens of symptoms of magnesium deficiency, and these are just a few of the most common ones. And here's what people don't know. Taking magnesium, just any magnesium supplement, won't solve your problems because most supplements use these cheap kinds that your body can't use or absorb, and that's why I exclusively recommend Magnesium Breakthrough. Why? Well, it's the only full-spectrum magnesium supplement with the seven most critical and unique forms of magnesium that your body can actually use and absorb. All Bioptimizer supplements are best in class. Now, if for some reason you feel differently, you get a full refund, no questions asked. They're so confident they offer a 365-day money-back guarantee. Magnesium is extremely important. Go to magbreakthrough.com slash stewpeters. Again, magbreakthrough.com slash stewpeters. And use Stu Peters till you get extra gifts with your purchase, up to two travel size bottles of magnesium breakthrough. So act fast, it's a limited time offer. Again, magbreakthrough.com slash Stu Peters. I have an urgent message for gun owners from Vanish Holsters, and I hope it doesn't upset you, but after February, you're not gonna hear me talk about the world's most comfortable holster and the amazing deal that I've been running with them. For 10 months, I've been telling you that this holster will change your concealed carry life forever. I've been telling you that this is the holster that finally helps you get rid of the excuses that you have for not carrying all day, every day, everywhere that you go. And for the past few months, I've been telling you, hey, we have a special chance to help my viewers get this amazing deal on this crazy comfortable holster. But that all ends at the end of this month. I'm sad to see it end. I know you will be too. So if you want to use my special link to get this ridiculous deal on this holster, complete with an unconditional money-back guarantee, go to vnsh.com slash stew. Again, that's vnsh.com slash stew. Remember, this holster is widely considered the most comfortable holster in the world. It works with 99% of modern firearms, carries two extra mags, and works with absolutely any clothing or no clothing because of the built-in belt. And this is the last time that I'll be talking about Vanish and their special deal. So go grab it before it's gone. Go to vnsh.com slash stew to claim this deal before it's too late. Again, that's vnsh.com slash stew.